0: Welcome to The Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of The Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Kyle Floyd on the line. Kyle, how are you? Michael, I'm fantastic.
1: Thanks for having me on the program.
0: I'm looking forward to the conversation and thank you for uh, spending some of your time with me today. So uh, as we talked about a bit in the pre-show, there's a lot of people that are... Entering the investing world, and before I continue, I want to make sure to everybody: this show is not providing investment advice. We're providing information. It's up to you to do your own research and diligence on everything. And anything we say is for information purposes only. But if you get rich, then make sure you send us a cut of it. I'm just I'm kidding. We don't do that. So, want to share a little bit about you and, and the work you do?
1: Yeah, michael I think it's a timely conversation in that. Um, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I previously ran the mining investment banking division for a firm called Roth Capital. And it was during my stint there and then later went uh, back to Colorado School of Mines, the master's in mineral energy economics program. But it was at that time when I was financing growth companies and I built the practice that served the mining sector. And you know, investors need to have diversification. At that point in time, the investment bank was really focused in every sector but commodities. And so really spearheaded that initiative and, and, and built a practice uh, that helped investors get exposure to uh, emerging mining companies. The problem was, you know, as much as commodities need to be a part of investors' portfolios and wealth preservation strategies and, and ideally wealth increasing strategies, it's very it's a very esoteric sector. And so it was during that time that I realized that this was a problem for investors in terms of how to digest an opportunity to invest in commodities. And what about building what is now Vox Realty Corp? But it was really an outlet to solve that problem of investors need to have a well-rounded, well-diversified portfolio. Commodities need to be a part of that, and that was my expertise in terms of uh, really finding an outlet for investors to uh, to generate that type of exposure.
0: Well, it's great. And again, I agree with you. It's a very timely conversation because, as we again talking about in the pre show, probably should just record it from the start. But anyway, of uh, the Robinodes of the world and cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, and the, you know, the day that we're recording this, Bitcoin hit an all time high. And so you have people say, okay, I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to. Empty my bank account and I'm just going to go buy all of this, or I'm going to dump everything into AMC stock on, you know, Robinhood or whatever the case may be. It's critically important. Again, this is not advice, it's information, but in my opinion, it's critically important to. Like you said, have a diverse portfolio, and that portfolio is a lot of things. Yes, you can have some stocks. Yes, you might be able to invest into cryptocurrencies or commodities or minerals, whatever the case may be. And it makes a ton of sense to do that because, as you know, certain markets go really high, and then certain markets have a downturn, you know, bear bull market type of situation. So, what goes up must come down and of course if you look over history of time things tend to go up if you look at a long grade of you know the markets you know everything has gone up over the last you know 50 to 100 years but there are dips in there so the more diversified your portfolio the more likely you'll be able to withstand any types of hiccups in certain markets where it doesn't basically you know clear you out and you're trying to figure out okay how do i you know, rebuild all of this.
1: Yeah. Investing is about, uh, you know, the opportunity to increase your wealth uh, pragmatically and the, the markets, I I don't think they've changed fundamentally, but everything is, is speculative just like Bitcoin is speculative uh, and cryptocurrencies are speculative. So investors have to understand that, that speculation is what drives even fundamental stocks. That's what drives increases and decreases in the value of assets. Um, Typically is there's speculation. And so investors have to be aware that, you know, the tide can go out um, on any asset class. And so it's very prudent to be diversified so that if it does, you're in a position to still be making money on, on the other assets or the other exposures that you have. And so you know, we find ourselves, I think, at a really interesting time and a really difficult time for investors. There's obviously the you know high-flying meme stocks of the world, there's the cryptocurrencies. But I believe if you look at cycles, there have always been these types of phenomena, and the pragmatic, diversified investor typically has a better return and result at the at the end of the day. And so, you know, we find ourselves even at a more difficult time for investors in that inflation is now very, very real. And, you know, certainly not in in my lifetime that I can recall has inflation ever been so tangible uh, and, and presenting so much risk to investors. And it's very, very clear that it's here. I think in my, this is an opinion, I think it's very clear that it's here to stay for a while, that it is not as the, the Fed would call it, the... Uh, the the transitory phenomenon, I think it's it's probably more permanent than people would like to believe. And so investors need to be cautious. It's a a time to be cautious. It's a time to be pragmatic. It's a time to do your diligence uh, and not be potentially overexposed to any one category. I obviously spend most of my uh, time focusing on the commodity sector, but that is not my advice to investors. And this is not advice, but my position would not be that you put everything you have in commodities, even though commodities have done very, very well in inflationary environments. You have to maintain that diversification, and and that's what's won through, through cycles over long periods of time. That's what's benefited investors the most, and we we are a small part of that and a small outlet for that. But it's a very interesting time to be investing right now.
0: Yeah. So when you think about minerals, and you know, we'll talk about the chip shortage for a second. You know, there's a lot of components that go into computer chips, and harvesting those minerals, and in you know the organizations that do that and investing in those and understanding that it's not okay we dig a hole in the ground and oh wow we found it okay it's ready to go no it takes a long time to harvest those types of things it's just like you know i use the analogy you're, you're planting a farm okay you put the seeds in the ground and you do everything you can to nurture the growth you're not going to have a full-blown whatever you planted tomorrow. And I think that's a big concern of mine, especially for the new investors. No matter what they're getting into, whether it's commodities, stocks, crypto, whatever, this instant I'm going to be a multimillionaire overnight type of thing is extremely rare um, and darn near impossible. Okay, yeah, maybe you get lucky and you you throw every dollar you've ever had at a meme coin, for example, and for some reason it takes off and, you know, okay, you you capture lightning in a bottle. But most of the time, that does not happen. The people that have the growth are the ones that have a diverse portfolio over time. It's a kind of a set it and forget it in a kind of way, but not forget it. You, know, you obviously want to keep tabs on the market and all that. But I have found that in the investing that I have done, get it set up, figure out what type of investor I am. And I think again, a lot of those people that have opened up, you know, those new, you know, easy to open up accounts on our iPhones and smartphones, they're not, they don't really know what kind of investment they are. They don't even know what they're investing in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, doing the due diligence, especially in the commodities market, you know, because again, and I agree with you, I think commodities market is one of those inflation hedges that. Again, not perfect, but as things are going sideways in other markets, it's one of those places where it's like, okay, slow and steady, you know wins the race in a way. So it's a great way to look at it and and figure out, okay, maybe I need some exposure into those markets as well.
1: Absolutely. And you know it's interesting from my position being the CEO of a, a company very commodity facing in terms of the exposure that we offer investors. I'm not a gold bug. I'm not I'm not a, a commodity bug at heart either. And I think that's the best way to be investing is we're here to make money for our shareholders and within our business at current metal prices. We're not sitting here telling investors that gold's going to 10,000. Those people exist. For, for your viewers and your listeners, gold's sitting around 1,700, 1,800 you know, as we speak. Um, there are a lot of people that will come out there and tell you gold's going higher, gold's going higher, gold's going higher. It very well might, but I would not use the hyperbole as a way to invest or a strategy for investing. What I would do is I would look at really pragmatic investing styles um, that are disciplined uh, and, and always have some degree of risk aversion. And, and that will lead you, typically lead you in the right direction. Um, But for those investors that are just starting out, it's important to really do a lot of research before pulling the trigger on investments, especially in the public equities markets. And and be cautious anytime someone's telling you that, you know, stock is going to the moon uh, or metal prices are going to be up by multiples of where they are. They very very well might. Um, but it's really important to look at fundamentals and try to understand those fundamentals before you're investing. Every company is different. Every sector is different. Uh, the commodity world is probably one of the most esoteric, and so you know that's the problem that we set out to solve was give investors that format where it's an easy to digest formula. We buy royalties. We're not the ones doing the mining. We have mining engineers and geologists doing some of that really hard fundamental work. Um, but that that should apply in all forms of investing, whether that's buying a cryptocurrency, whether that's buying. You know, say a tech stock, really understanding what they do uh, and, and working on those and spending some time on learning the fundamentals. There's resources out there, and especially with the pandemic. Almost every company has done Zoom presentations. They, they have outlets now that typically investors weren't able to access. So take advantage of those um, because it really does make a difference in, in terms of understanding that business, understanding the risks, understanding the opportunities, and hopefully at the end of the day,
0: making, making better investments that will pay off. I agree, and organizations like yours and you know many others you know are, are active on social media. they're they're putting out uh, information, they're sharing, okay, this is what we're working on right now, and I agree with you, as an investor, we're getting more exposure to what organizations are doing than we've ever had before, which is amazing. It, it creates an element of accountability uh, on both sides, you know both the organizations and the investor. It also, I I think it. How do I want to put this? It humanizes things a little bit because sometimes it's like, "I'm going to invest because I'm going to get royalties from this mining company." Okay, great, right? I'm going to get some revenue coming in. That's great. But when they actually can watch a video and they can see the CEO of the organization talking about, "Okay, these are some of the initiatives that we're looking at over the next three quarters. Here's some of the dynamics that." and challenges that we might face, again, all of a sudden you get buy-in and it makes for a smarter investor. And it also makes again for the organization to go. Okay, we have people actually watching what we're doing, so they're not just okay. Let's open up a company and 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 go public and and, and take everybody's money and and not do anything. Um, those still exist, unfortunately, but for the most part, most of them don't. They're a lot more active, which of course takes a lot more resources on your end as well. So, I mean, an organization like yours, I mean, what obviously from the growth and all of that, you know, how do you? I guess balance all of those eggs and, you know, not only just, you know, for your investors, but, you know, all the other things that have been added because of the pandemic and social media and everything else.
1: It's an interesting question, Michael. And, and to be honest, it is a real balancing act and it's one of the difficult parts of the job is, you know, the fundamentals are what win at the end of the day. That's my belief and, and, and opinion. Um, but that doesn't mean that the market's always efficient. And certainly we're a small cap, micro cap company. Um, I think the inefficiencies are probably um, more significant at this end of the market as you get into kind of the larger cap, mega mega cap stocks. Maybe there's less inefficiency. But again, you know, it's, it's balancing that we want to be available and we enjoy being available to our investors. It, it truly is one of the enjoyable parts of the job of, you know, uh, being present, being able to communicate what we're doing, this problem that we believe that we're solving and working hard for our shareholders um and being uh and being visible. So, but you know, the fundamentals are what when at the end of the day, you have to produce those for your shareholders and for your company to be successful. So it's a balancing act. I don't, you know, I don't know that you you ever nail it a hundred percent. Um but you know I think it's uh it's certainly, you know, for us, um it's a meaningful p- portion of the time, but you know we we're always very, very focused on driving the fundamental results and 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 believe at the end of the day that that really proves out but there's certainly been a lot of time uh, allocated to to the effort to be present and available
0: for investors and that's great that you do that and again yeah I, I figured that it would be you know, a, a lot of extra work and uh, it's kind of the cost of admission anymore and pretty much anything that you do these days because people expect. To, you know, find a social media presence. You're on Twitter. Maybe you have articles on Medium or a YouTube channel or whatever the case may be, and um, that's great. But again, it, for the investors that invest with your organization, you know, if that's a value to them, that's great. Uh, but uh, for investors, I would suggest again not advice I would suggest it's like okay, you know, take you know, take a look at those things, do the research, and, and reach out to these organizations, and 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 really ask you know those. Question. So, what's your ideal investor? Um, We'll close with this. You know, the ideal investor for your organization. You know, that that you love working with. uh, That you know really helps you with your business and 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 all the things that you do.
1: You know, Michael, as a publicly traded company, I wouldn't say that there's one ideal investor. Um, You know, we've raised about thirty million dollars since we went public. We've been around since. Well, I started building this business in 2012, 2013, formally incorporated in 2014. And you know, so we've had some really good stakeholders and, and very patient investors along the way. And patience with investments can be a very good thing. Sometimes it can be a bad thing. We've had very patient shareholders that let us go about building a company the right way, build the competitive advantages that have let us uh, become the fastest growing company in our industry. Now, what I get the most enjoyment out of is Again, we've, I built this company long, long before inflation was the top of anyone's minds. Um, you know, there was a brief, very brief inflationary cycle back in 2008, but that kind of subsided in, in, in 2013, 2014, when this business was being created very, very far from the, the reality that it is today, but it was built for this type of time, this time when I believe if you look back at The inflationary regimes, as they call them, Uh, I think there's been a large hedge fund that's done this research. And over the last 10, 12 regimes that there have been where there's been very real inflation, commodities have outperformed in every single one of those. Um, So it's important for investors, I think, to find that exposure and to have that in their portfolio. And I believe we present a very good opportunity to generate that exposure, less risk than owning mining companies. I believe in most cases, just as much upside and it was created to be that that better risk-adjusted return. And so, for the generalist investors out there, is a you know a good place to start. I think royalty companies are a very good place to start that process of understanding and learning commodities and getting that exposure. Um, and then, if there's more confidence and more knowledge grown, then you know maybe selectively owning different asset classes within commodities, and maybe it's mining equities or whatnot. Um, that then presents itself. But I, it's it's really uh, rewarding to be in this time and have, in my opinion, solved. a a problem for investors and, and be able to be that solution in many cases.
0: It's amazing that you had the forward thinking to build something for where we are now. And I agree with you. I don't think it's transitory. I think we're, we're in this for a haul, um, and, you know, adjust accordingly and it's going to be interesting times for everybody involved, but having organizations like yours out there, uh, to help provide a mechanism for investors to, uh, still make those those life-changing gains over a long period of time, I think is really important. So Kyle, I've loved this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this amazing work you do?
1: Absolutely. So voxroyalty.com, good place to start. We're also very active in all the typical social media channels as well. And then ir at voxroyalty.com is a great email address. I'm on there quite often. So I'll try to answer questions directly as well, but we're uh, we're very present and very available. So Michael, absolutely appreciate being on the show. Thank you for having us and and happy to answer any follow-up questions
0: that viewers or listeners may have. Thank you. Really appreciate you being on the show and I'll definitely have all that information in the show notes.
1: Terrific. Thank you, Michael.
0: Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.